Chachi. Hello, JB. Where are you, by the way? Where on earth are you? Well, I'm currently driving uh, down the main road in Melbourne, uh, but there seems to be a game of cricket taking place on it. There, there's Alistair Cook, uh, and just up ahead, I can see Stephen Smith. There's Tom Curran. Hello, TC. So, yeah, yeah, oh, it's flat. I tell you, this this road is very, very flat, and it's a very, very long road. Could go on for a while, this, but driving up the main road in Melbourne. Well, a very good morning once again. The Ashes Clinic is open for you. The doors have opened. Christmas has been and gone. The Boxing Day test has been and gone. Although, I think it could still be going in four years' time when England get back there after playing on a pitch that was... Well, we tried to allude to it there. A little like a road. But delighted to say, as always... Alongside me, not, because we haven't got to a uh, service station, but we're going via satellite broadcast link up once again, is Johnny Barron. Uh, JB, hello to you, sir. How was Christmas? Where are you? Churchy, uh, a very good morning to you. Well, actually, it's afternoon, isn't it? A very good, a very good afternoon to you. Uh, I'm very well. I had a crack Christmas. I'm currently uh, on the farm at home um, talking to your very, very good self. Lovely. I must say, because normally we, when we've done satellite link-ups in recent weeks, you've been at your country club. But uh, I have to say the reception is is very much better from, from the kitchen on the estate. Ah, well, super fast broadband, old boy. Super fast broadband all the way. All good here. Lovely. And, and Christmas went well, I take it? Lovely. Yes, very nice. Yeah, all the, you know, bit of beef on Christmas Day. A lot of champagne was drunk. Uh, up to the in-laws, had my lot over, uh, charades, uh, all sorts, pigs in blankets, uh, Downton Abbey, no, didn't have any Downton Abbey, did we? Uh, but oh, lovely, lovely, very nice indeed. And yourself? Yeah, very good, thank you. All, all went according to plan, which is excellent. Uh, a lot of turkey, lots of chocolate, um, uh, sitting in my my new uh, Jedi uh, robing towel that I got from my oh, wife, looking a little like a, an overweight Luke Skywalker. So yeah, it was uh, absolutely wonderful, thank you. And also... A very, very... Was it interesting, the Test match in Melbourne? I think it was for various reasons, but the pitch... Oh, dear, JB. Oh, dear. That's all you can say, really. Well, I think, yeah, a couple of factors. You had a bit of a bit of a slow old dog of a pitch, on the one hand. Stark out the equation. It would have been interesting even on that, had he have played, of course. But uh, Alistair Cook seemed to, to get in tune, of course, with the environment. And uh, unfortunately... England on that final last couple of days so did uh, Messrs Smith and Warner. Your thoughts on Cook very interesting isn't it it's sort of it was a slightly ridiculous debate really suddenly broke out on Twitter as it always does about oh he's got 244 but it's the series is already over so it doesn't count which to me is is frankly absurd I don't know how you feel about it well it's he's had a bit of a funny run of it really hasn't he because he's got a he's got a couple of double centuries in the last in the last two set, test series that he's played. I think he got some runs against South Africa as well in that series. 
Um, but other than that, it's been it's been thin times for him at the top of the order. But it, it it's a the thing the thing about being a, a left-handed and B being at the top of that to top of the order in Test cricket in Australia is it's not easy by any stretch of the imagination. Ball darts, but it's the only time the ball gets off the straight. You've got fresh attacks, and it's amazing that he's got this far. Um, and still going anywhere. But I mean, what I'd say with, with Alistair Cook is that over, you, you, he's had troughs of form before, and it's going to happen. If you play 151 tests on the spin, these things are going to happen. I mean, cricket by its very nature is due, you are due to fail more often than, you, than not. And you've, you've just got to celebrate occasions like this, as Cook has done. Grasp it with both hands, as he has done. And, uh, and, and move on. But uh, a terrific effort by him to come back against such adversary. Yeah, an unbelievable effort. And as Jonathan Liu put so aptly, uh, even though Shakespeare's dead, it doesn't mean you're not going to read his plays and go and see it on stage. And it's the same sort of thing, really, isn't it, with, with Cook? Oh, all right, the series is over, but st- it's, it's not like nobody's trying anymore. This is a test match, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> dead rubbers are, are, fu- are funny are funny things anyway, aren't they? I mean... I- Believe you me, Australia want to win this Test Series 5-0 to make it 10 tests in a row that they'd have beaten England at home. And, uh, you know, fundamentally they were foiled by, A, the bat of Alistair Cook and, uh, and well, B, the surface. Um, whether, I mean, it would have been interesting, had there been no rain yesterday, you know, England could have found themselves with quite a lot of cricket to have been played today. You know, if it, you never know with these, these situations, but if, if the game had played out its natural course and we'd had all the overs might have been an interesting finish if Australia had nudged themselves in front then then you know England with a dicey chase who knows who knows what might have happened but uh, yeah um, but but potentially the game could still be going on well into into an eighth day really yes Uh, a word for Tom Curran how delighted were you to see the young man out there in an England show I I, I apologise uh, to you especially, and I apologise to listeners, last week I was so incensed about England selectors and Rory Burns that I, according to you, banged on about that for three quarters of the show. But, uh, abs- if we've got any listeners left, Churchy, after that, absolutely staggered. But if there is anybody out there, um, yes, apology accepted. Well, now you know what I've had to sit through with you for eight years. Um <laughs> But uh, I was delighted for Tom, and I thought, it, in the circumstances, um, he bowled very, very well. Yeah, not easy. Making a test debut on a surface like that, and of course missing out on, well, it was the wicket of water, wasn't it, off a, off a no ball. I mean, that is a, that, that's a very hard lesson to learn for a young man, without a shadow of a doubt. And uh, I think he, he, he kept to his guns well. Um, it's, uh, it's, you know, you, it's never easy coming into a tour like this. But you know, three games in, haven't had a great deal of cricket and expected to perform from the top. But he's a very, very capable cricketer, and I'm sure he'll have his moments uh, for England in the future. And how utterly ridiculous and boring was uh, some of the Australian media's attempts at ball tampering? Really, intri- I actually I put on Twitter "ball off Australia." If that's the best you can come up with, it absolutely, frankly, ridiculous, really, and just 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 a bit disappointing, if I'm honest, Baron. Yeah, I mean, I think I, I think Australia have, have cunningly used um, a number of tactics outside the box, haven't they, through the course of this Test series? So I think nobody should 
surprised. Um, I mean, the umpires always talk to uh, they talk to both sides about throwing the ball in the in on the bounce. That's actually their core concern. <laughs> as far as as far as the the footage is concerned of, of James Anderson, I mean, it, it, it's just a, a simply a non a non story. Um, the fact that Australia chose to go with that, I mean, it's a talking point. You know, the Australian media will look for angles. If there's nothing happening on the pitch, uh, they'll look for you know look for sideshows. Uh, to, 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 to have a look, you know, to, to examine, so to speak. Mm. And, and that was just one of them. I mean, storm in a teacup, a non-story, uh, you know, the, the fundamentally is, you know, the umpires check the ball on a fairly regular basis. And if they're satisfied with the state of the ball, well, that's that, really. Genuinely, and I mean this, they can do better than that, the Australian media. If, if they got to that stage, then, oh, dear, we really are in a bad place, to be honest. surprise you. Churchy. I think that that's what I would say about it. I think um, I think there's a lot of things that have ha- happened on this tour as far as the Australian, the way in which the Australians have gone about. And I'm not, it's not for me to judge, to be perfectly honest. But I, but I think it, it it opens up. It opens up. Um, uh, it, it'll be let, let them this way. It'll be fascinating to see how how these two sides go go at it back in English English conditions because I think the the boundaries really and truly have been stretched uh it's fair to say so jb j- just looking ahead because we're, we're heading yeah. into 2018 off to sydney for the final test match and yeah. i suppose england take confidence into that having you know got a draw in melbourne played some good cricket um that there's sort of talk at the moment that that moen might get a break just for himself as much as anything but you, you can't see too many changes for that can you yeah, I mean, uh, Mo and Ali has just had, you know, one of those very disappointing tours. He's been an incredible player for England over the last 18 months or two years, really, with bat and ball. I mean, you know, in that series against India, I remember him being chastised horribly for the way in which he got out on 142. Gosh, he'd, he'd take that now, wouldn't he? Two two test tons on that on that tour of India. He's bowled magnificently all year. He was never fit coming into this test series. He's had issues with his fit, finger. He's been sort of meat and two veg as far as Nathan Lyon is, is concerned it, it's just been a, a horrific experience for him and it'd be interesting to see whether whether England feel is it worth dropping him for the final test will that damage his confidence or you know because he in English conditions he's a critical part he's, a, he's about as much spinner as you need in English conditions and he's a very very useful bat but he, he may he may get a breather I but it, it, I think it would be to, you know to to to, to to drop him when a lot of other players haven't really shown up in the, in the course of this test series, I think it would be a touch harsh, but it'd be interesting to see what they do. The other thing, I don't know if you've noticed this, is the number of pictures of Mr. D. Topley knocking around with various various people around the MCG. I know that Toppers is out there, but I saw a number of photos, and I think you probably did, of, of Toppers with, with other people around the MCG. Well, Toppers, of course, is, is a great man of well, one of one of the world's greatest counties, which is of course Suffolk, and uh, you know Suffolk boys, they like to get about, church. They like to get about, so um, you know, no harm in that at all. Uh, he'll be on a cruise somewhere, won't he? He'll be on a cruise somewhere around uh, Australia, will Toppers? But lovely to see him now. Baron, I put out there for everybody, uh, correspondence-wise, this year, and just very quickly as well, um, 
uh, can I just uh, thank you very much to everybody for all your thoughts, etc., throughout the the last few weeks on the Ashes Clinic? Because well, you know what Baron and I are like. We can't come come up with anything original ourselves. So without you guys, uh, we wouldn't have had a program. Also, uh, just on that whole media thing in Australia, JB, I, I recommend George DeBell every week to you. But um, I would recommend George's article as well about the media stuff for this week because uh, I think he's just about not the nail on the head again. But I, I asked everybody. I uh, I asked everybody sort of for their as as we're coming to the end of the year their New Year's resolutions, but also their their highlights of two thousand and and seventeen. So I, I've just got a few of them here for you, Baron, and then I'll probably come to you and see what your hot highlights of of this year are, and whether you have got any New Year's resolutions up your sleeve. So uh, our first one came from at the buffet bowler, and it simply said. Kumar, just Kumar. Yeah, I mean, nice touch. I mean, what a player. What a player. I mean, it's been a privilege to watch him in, in all formats for Surrey across, what, the last three seasons? And uh, this year, just incredible. I mean, form in all, you know, runs in all formats, incredible performances for Surrey across the board. I mean, he missed, what, the half the season by going and playing in the Caribbean mm. Premier League. But, yeah, and, and, and actually, whenever he wasn't in the side, he was a, he was a big loss. I mean, those runs will be will be hard to, to match. But yeah, incredible, incredible player. And, uh, you know, you, you, the reality is you are witnessing one of the great cricketers in the history of the game. And that's the privilege that we've had for the past three years. We've got a special visitor. Hello, Isabel. Hello. What are you doing? Nothing. You're just watching me talking to Johnny Barron down the phone? Yeah. OK, we've actually got spectators now, Barron. That's good, isn't it? All right, uh, Surrey Pigeon. Happy New Year to you, Johnny Barron, from Surrey Pigeon. Yeah. Uh, Thank you. Yes, sorry, Pigeon. He has um two highlights. I, I think Toby Rowland Jones is five for at the Oval, and then the the opening game of the season against Warwickshire, which uh, if you remember, Stoneman made his hundred uh, foot it bowled that extraordinary spell, and it was the first game of the summer, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean I, that, that foot it spell. I I I was lucky enough, I think, to be on air. Throughout the course of most of it, uh, certainly the, the was it three wickets in four balls or whatever, whatever it was a lot of wickets in a very short period of time. But yeah, you know, it, it was incredible. It was incredible to witness, I have to say. And um, yeah, that would that would be that would be right up there with 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 my highlight. I've so I've thought of my highlight now, by the way, Churchy. Do you want to give it to us now or wait till the yeah, end? Well, I I think my highlight. Uh, without a shadow of a doubt, actually, the West Indies performance at Headingley. I can't think of a, a more of a breath breath of fresh air <clears throat> that cricket has witnessed in the past sort of three or four years. It was just the most amazing Test match from start to finish, because even you know on a couple of it ebbed and flowed throughout, and on a couple of occasions, you know, West Indies handed back the the initiative to England, and nobody gave them a prayer to chase down three hundred plus on the final day at Headingley and I just thought it was breathtaking it was brilliant for the game brilliant for the West Indies and to be honest is this I can't think of another standout cricket moment of that stature in the last three years at Gypsy Creams says the tension of Somerset and Middlesex in that last game of the season in the county championship and they're very kind of at Gypsy Creams saying and hearing my mum on the podcast which was very kind of you Gypsy Creams Big star, big star, your mother. Well, do you want to know? 
Do you want to know the worrying thing, though, Baron? The number... Well, Mum's got a lot of good comments, far more than you and I ever have, um, over the last eight years. So that that is a slight concern. Yeah. You know, she doesn't want to... Yes. Don't want her getting ahead of herself, Baron, if you know what I mean. Class is permanent, Churchy. Class is permanent. <laughs> <laughs> My sorry has been in touch. Apologies, I'm going to mention Rory Burns here, Baron. Rory Burns is 219 against Hampshire, and then Kuma Sangakara's final knock at the Oval. And, uh, well, if you're lucky enough to... Just getting back to Johnny Barron's highlight of the season, the reason he was on air for most of Footit's wickets was it had just dawned on him that Surrey was putting the commentary underneath the pictures as well. So we couldn't get Barron off air at that point because he was realising his showreel would be uh, much bigger. And and your your footage, I don't know if you saw it over Christmas, of Kumar Sangakara leaving uh, the oval middle for the last time. Barron almost brought a tear to my eye. Yeah, I mean, it, it, you know, it was, it was just... And uh, you know, amazing to witness, wasn't it? I mean, it, you, you sometimes like we we've been quite lucky over the years. I'm trying to think of innings like Kevin Peterson at, uh, at Woodbridge, uh, sorry Woodbridge Road, Guildford, incredible. Ricky Ponting, we've been lucky enough to witness. Graham Smith, hundred in the second innings, winning a match in his final game for Surrey. But Hashim Amler, of course, playing um, playing incredibly in that game against Middlesex, which which sorry lost heavily, but a wonderful innings from Amler in that. And then of course you've had the you know the caliber of Sangakara. We really have been, uh, I mean, blessed with some of the greats of the game uh, who've uh, served it up in front of our very eyes. It's been amazing. Now, bearded tit has been in touch. Uh, has JB ever tampered with his Kookaburra balls, Baron? That's a question for you. Yeah, the funny thing about reverse swing is that uh, you've got to be able to bowl at a quite a serious you've got a you've got serious pace to get it's not something i don't think you ever see particularly in the at the club game the level mm. i play uh, i mean i sort of swing the ball conventionally just about with a you know with a with a deep in, in the right well in, in all sorts of conditions really um but but no i mean reverse swing i think you you've got to be 85 plus to, to get to, to get it to work haven't you really i mean it's and i still haven't quite grasped what you're supposed to do with the dry side and all the rest of it i mean it's it's, an, it's a really real exact art and england have gone through stages of being exceptional at getting it to work notably with the bresnan was brilliant at it and mm. so was blintoff Armisen as well, he could reverse it, but it's a it's a heck of a skill, and it needs it just needs a number of different environments and circumstances to go in your direction for the for the whole thing to come together. And app captain Mike Yates, uh, will Cook catch Sachin Tendulkar? Captain Mike Yates is wondering, Baron. It's interesting. I mean, uh, <laughs> Cook, you know, he's broke all sorts of records. He's at what is he? 33 now, 32. I think he, he can go on for as long as he wants. Now, he's now a parent, which often concentrates the mind. And there will never be... I know, I know you hate talking about money, Churchy, but there is never an easier time than to make, you know, you're on a t decent central contract. There, there is no easy way to make that money in any other form of life. And if he carries on for three, I would imagine he'll be motivated, you know, with a nothing motivates you more than the, the cry of the kids around the table and putting food on the table mm, mm. and uh, and they're expensive things and if I if I were cook I would bang <laughs> it out for as long as I possibly could could yeah. on that level of contract because he ain't going to walk into Skybox and everything else 
in life is terrifically hard work. Is is that the reason that you're still playing, Baron? That that you haven't quite knocked it on the head yet? <laughs> well, I, yeah, on the basis I've never been paid to play, Jerzy. Um, I'm, I'm I'm playing. I think uh, the reason I still play, I think, is some vagaries around self-esteem. I think, but uh, I just just to be to get out on the park, really, on a, on a Saturday, always enjoyed. Well, I have to say, uh, my highlight of the year this year, Baron, was facing you for the first time in the nets down at Hampshire in the dark uh, with a pink ball. It was... Uh, I, Let's be honest here, it was torrid, wasn't it? It was. The fact I couldn't actually see you coming towards me, but but, oh, yeah. but I have a newfound respect for your bowling, Baron, and whenever anybody this, this season coming up in 2018 hears me taking the mick out of Baron, it's, it's through sheer respect that I'm doing that when we talk about his bowling. And Captain Mike Yates' New Year's resolution is to trim up a bit. So good luck with that, uh, Mike Yates. Good luck with that, old boy. I know how you feel after Christmas. Well, New Year's resolution from you, Baron, yes? I'm I'm getting fit, getting seriously fit at the moment. But I think if I'm, you know, without burying my soul here, work harder. Right, right. If I'm brutally honest. Uh, I think that that's that's what I'll be doing a lot more of. Very good, on. Baron. Very yeah. good indeed. Yeah. Yes, what's my new... I haven't really thought about New Year's resolution. I suppose it's to... Yeah, well, my New Year's resolution is to get through my run, of which there will be more next year oh, to let everybody yeah. know. Yes, yeah, so facing yeah. the 900 miles in October, uh, there'll be more on that throughout 2018. So, yes, I yeah. think I'm fixed on that, Baron. I'm fixed on the run uh, from... That'll- Durham down to to the Oval, so that will keep me going. Uh, uh, Talking of Durham, you see what I've done there? Uh, Our dear friend Mr Emerson uh, sent us, um, at Lydia James has written a new novel, which I I think is called The The Horse Keeper's Daughter, and what are our thoughts on it? Well, I haven't actually read it, I'll be honest with you, but all I did say was I have utter respect for um, Lydia in the fact that she's written a novel. It's something that I've always wanted to do, but I just am not clever enough, Baron. I don't know about you. Well, I mean, writing and not, I mean, to be honest, to put, to put, God, to put a text together, it would be, would be I mean, writing a novel is quite an exact art, isn't it? Mm, mm. And um, writing a novel is one thing. I think anybody could probably have a go at that. Getting the damn thing published is the tough yeah, thing, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and actually move, moving moving products, so to speak. But amazing. No, fantastic. Respect, definitely. Well done, Lydia. And um, at Bergholt Tower's staff said they, they need to light the fire in the Great Hall. Would it be safe to use your betting slip, Johnny Barron? That had 5-0 yeah, on it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, £43 I won't be collecting uh, on the 7th of January, it's safe to say. Oh, well, it was, it was a good, good. I think a lot of people went with 5 now, Baron. And um, I think, actually, on a serious point, I think that's why it's impressive that England have come back. Uh, I, I, if you remember what happened four years ago, where the whole thing just went, well, they may as well just come home. To be honest, it was a complete shambles. Um, they've uh, they've at least stopped a lot of the chatter, I think, with the way that they played yeah. in Melbourne. Um, and Paul got in touch, and I think it was a serious uh, comment from Paul, and he's allowed his opinion. But he he said, "Does anything matter in a dead rubber?" Now we alluded to this earlier, Paul, but yes, it does because. You know, if, I think you're alluding to Alistair Cook and his 2.44. Uh, you try batting and concentrating for ten and a half hours uh, in that heat against that bowling attack and then tell that person that it doesn't count. Uh, I don't think 
you you get the answer you were looking for. So um, to me, yes, it does matter. Baron, your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, it's um, to just to give it away uh, and concede a Test series five nil is never great by any stretch of the imagination. It definitely matters, you know. Every every test match, regardless of the series or situation, is an event, isn't it? It's like yeah. a rugby union international. Yeah. They are proper grown-up sporting events. This isn't football, where most of it is fairly irrelevant. You know, these are these are big occasions in their own right. And um, as far as you know, Alistair Cook's performance, and also bear in mind how many people have gone out for the Melbourne Test and exactly. Sydney on packages. There are thousands, and you'll see it, Sydney. There'll be in Sydney. There'll be eighteen, twenty thousand. Yeah. I would imagine out of that crowd. I know there always is huge England, England expat population out there, and a number who, who go out for these for these games. So yeah, it, it matters hugely. Um, it would have been really, you know, it, it uh, it's it's fantastic for Cook to, to get some kind of form, and it, it you know, I, I think it, it's tough to begrudge him that kind of performance. Oh, I think outstanding, and the Barmy Army as well, absolutely outstanding in in this test from what I heard during the night on Test Match Special. You could hear them loud and clear throughout. Lively, lively. Yeah, I mean, they get, I mean, I think the Barmy Army generally get a, you know, a, a fantastic rap, as you might expect. You know, they are, interesting enough, the Barmy Army are treated like almost superheroes around Australia. People people see this kind of mass of people turn up to cricket grounds, and then if you actually sort of then go on with the Barmy Army shirt into Sydney or whatever, you're treated like a like a like a hero almost yeah, like a celebrity it's a it's an amazing an amazing product and, and you know the, the songs and some of the antics aren't everybody's cup of tea but you know i think in general the barmy army having sat with it you know, on three overseas tours is terrific fun it's a wonderful sense of community and you know bear in mind the money they've raised for the pca oh. is staggering tremendous. it's amazing absolutely yeah, tremendous absolutely, absolutely tremendous and also the, the other amazing thing i know the mcg is a massive stadium anyway but I think I was hearing this morning on Test Match Special over 200,000 spectators through the gates for the five days of yeah. this Test Match, which is a phenomenal number, isn't it? Well, it's staggering. I mean, 91 on the first day, 60-plus on the second day. I mean, you're talking what would be, you know, for a Test Match, you know, you, you, you'd, be, you'd do well to see those numbers across the seven-test test summer mm. over in the UK. I mean, it is a completely, you know, the, what's the maximum we can get in the UK? 31,000, yeah. 32 maybe at Lord's? Um, yeah, it's just a completely different kettle of fish. It's uh, it's extraordinary um, what 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 you know. Adelaide first, Adelaide, of course, they had terrific crowds, and then and then uh, the MCG has achieved. And you'll see, you know, the Sydney Test is 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 a sellout pretty much throughout, and that that really is an incredible occasion to visit. Yeah, it's just, uh, and this is, uh, I'm not having a go at anybody here, um, but it's the drop in pitch is, you know. <laughs> It's not ideal. It's a bit like playing it, at, playing it at Wembley, I suppose. A Test match at Wembley with the drop-in pitch, and then, you know, as I say, I think I think England could come back in four years' time and pick up where they left off on that one. But they could, that's... they could, they could. Well, interesting enough, when you when you talk about drop-in pitches and where, you know, in England, where 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 you might identify, said the the one the one football stadium that is suitable in terms of diameters and sizes and may well be a, a World Cup venue. Uh, in a few years' time, is of, is of course the um, the Queen Elizabeth, or is it the Olympic Stadium, yeah, where, where West Ham currently play? Yeah. That that you really could, 
you know, that could be used. And that, and then suddenly you do have a ground that holds 60,000 plus. be interesting to see if somebody was to, to buckle the cartels of all the other stadiums with a, with a move like that. Yeah. Now, just, just a quick explanation. Uh, you wouldn't have seen it probably, Baron, because you'd have been out partying. But um, I tweeted a picture of myself with my, my right foot, lucky right foot, out of the bed listening to yeah. Test Match Special. Not realising that there were two inflatable pigs on top of each other uh, in the right-hand corner of the room, which I think nice. caused a few people to wonder what on earth goes in, in the, on in the bedroom uh, at the church family house. Uh, just to say, everybody, those were kindly sent to me by the people that make past the pigs. Uh, so yeah. that, that's the reason that there are two inflatable pigs uh, in the corner uh, of the bedroom and not other suggestions that sort of came my way, Baron, which you can um, you can probably guess what some of those those were uh, of well, an indeed. evening of an evening. Um, now, JB, let, let, let's look ahead very quickly to 2018 yeah. then. So yeah. we've got a lot of cricket to look forward to, haven't we? England wise, well, Sydney, of course, then the one day series uh, and then we've got the test series over here. Um, so it'd be interesting to see. I'm just fascinated now to see if England got themselves a win at Sydney. I'd be fascinated to see whether there would be shouts for changes or not. Or because or, this time last week we thought it was going to be another report. I don't think it'll be that now, will it? No, I mean, I, I think I think England. I don't think anybody would be surprised at three nil after four tests. I don't. I don't think anybody. Would be be uh, particularly surprised um I, what what england could do with of course is the likes of somebody like ben stokes coming back in the side i mean uh, there are rumors that he could be out for a real serious period of time mm. uh and i think the ecb apparently are making are making plans so that, that he just might not be a part of things for but i mean i think um as far as the side is concerned i mean mo and ali will come back into form you'd expect into in english conditions uh, the new guys have done well. I mean, I, let's face it, James Vince could do with some runs uh, in Sydney to give him a chance of playing the playing the summer. But uh, David David Milan's had a terrific tour. Arist Cook starts to get a bit of runs. Broad got wickets in the in the last test. I mean, the bowling attack looks a bit vulnerable, to be honest, with all the injuries that they've suffered um, over the past twelve to eighteen months. You know, beyond Broad and Anderson, that the, the 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 cupboard does look does look pretty thin really that's my that would be my only concern next summer but you know well of course tom curran has made a made an impressive debut you've got the likes of toby roland jones come back stephen finn might have a second coming uh and mark wood the much vaunted mark wood might mm. might uh, might deliver once again if he can keep his feet from from exploding um but no i not a, it's certainly not a root and branch as it was last time. i mean la, la, the last tour you lost kevin peterson due to you know an internal fallout we don't need to go to go into that again. Uh, Graham Swan, you know, had to retire. Poor thing, couldn't feel his fingers. That that, that can't be good. And um, you know, Carberry came and went after that, didn't he? And then there are a number of others. Uh, well, Matt Pryor was that pretty much the end of Matt Pryor? I think it yeah. certainly was. The it was the beginning of the end. Mm. Um, so yeah, it's. Um, I, I, I you know I think there are there are grounds grounds of optimism moving forward, but. Um, I just think competing away from home is really tough. I, New Zealand, New Zealand will give us an absolute heck of a run for our money yeah. next year. I'm yeah. telling you. Yeah. Having said that, 
those are as close to English conditions as yeah. England will ever play in. So they they'll always compete in New Zealand just because the ball gets off the straight on a regular basis because because of the weather conditions. Um, but, oh gosh, uh, I love yeah. it. I love a Test series in New Zealand. No, they're, oh, they're always great games, aren't they? Bucket list, bucket list, Churchy for me. I would love to go out there. If Adam Mountford's listening to this, <laughs> son, ten, ten years in the job, surely, surely the ceiling can't be completely covered can it I mean well, come on I, well if, uh, can I say as well to Mr Mountford that if he took you I, I'd want to come and carry your toothbrush for you if oh, that was alright Baron yeah. as, yeah, as, yeah, of course, yeah. um, as your agent uh, in these things yeah, I'd have yeah. to carry your, your toothbrush and your microphone just saying that you remember Nathan Astle when he teed off with that double hundred and just smashed it oh that was something else wasn't it so that's no, good you've got me that was a drop in pitch that on the first day from memory was really dicey Nasser saying scraped an extraordinary hundred and then it just flattened out yeah. through the course of the rest of the game didn't it extraordinary test match launched it to all parts yeah. did Mr Astor yeah. no amazing that was and from a well fingers crossed Baron and I always touch wood at this time of the year but the you and I will be employed during the summer to do <laughs> to do commentary I'm, I'm actually finding as much wood as I can touch but um, how much are you well I don't want to be premature, but how much are you looking forward to, to the domestic summer coming up? Well, look, it's always a privilege to be invited to go on the airwaves and talk about the game one loves. And if we're, if we're allowed the, the opportunity, actually, well, I think we are, Churchill. As far as I, as far, judging by my appraisal, which was done um, at the Surrey Christmas lunch the other day over sort of a, a flag and a Pinot Grigio, I think we're looking pretty good. Excellent. But, um, but yeah, no, I, I absolutely. It'd be an absolute pleasure. There's obviously a trip to Scarborough to get excited about. Oh. Um, and um, that'd be great fun. And it'd be fascinating to see how Surrey respond to life without Kumar Sangakkara. And uh, that, that will be probably their biggest challenge uh, without a shadow of doubt. Under new captaincy, of course. But the, oh, I'm not allowed to mention. Rory, I'm not. Burns. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I think. I think Rory. I think it's a it's a great move for him. Um, his stage, his career. You know, he's potentially got higher callings to come, as we've alluded to in the in the previous podcast. But I, I think it could be an absolutely fascinating, um, fascinating. So I also think it's a cracking, cracking seven. What could be seven cracking tests? Pakistan two tests to kick off with and I mean that's just a shame that's not the, the full summer to be honest because there's no there's no cricket side in the world I would rather watch than Pakistan they are just wonderful but India five tests you know can they can they do it in English conditions they bully everybody else at home but can they come over here and compete with us if India could compete over here it would be an incredible yeah incredible summer absolutely it really really would be no looking forward to it jb very much that noise you might be able to hear everybody uh, just one second i've just turned on my massage chair that i got for christmas baron very nice i'm having a bit of shiatsu at the moment up and down my back which is uh, very nice indeed and um you go and have a very nice new year baron um and enjoy yourself with the family and um send all our love to them and and Anybody you want to wish a happy new year to? I would have thought all our correspondents you would would like yeah, to wish one to. This, this, yeah, what I would like to say is that I, I really enjoyed this podcast. I think this is number seven, isn't it? That we that we've done. We've we've had over uh, over three thousand listeners. I'm hoping that it's something that we do throughout the course of. of I hope we do it in you know in the build up to the New Zealand series and definitely next we summer. Will. But I think well, it's, definitely. 
hopefully one day, Churchill, we might be able to monetize it like uh, Simon Hughes, who's got um, lots of wonderful sponsorship across his book. <laughs> ah, ah, but one major issue there, Baron, and I was always going to ask you about this. Yeah. We do it at the end of most podcasts. Are we on iTunes yet? Well, no. And interesting ah. enough, it's nothing to. It's, I think it's an iTunes issue. It's certainly not a SoundCloud issue. Ah, my my technical wizard Barney went through pretty much every permutation, um, so I don't know I don't know what the next steps are oh. to be perfect. What what we can probably do is actually you can you can you can pay a vague subscription to a to a, a hosting service and then they all upload it for you. And Ooh. I think that's maybe the way forward. Yeah, so I had to pay a bit of money last week just to get us get us on air last week as well. So it's all all beginning to add up. It really is. Well, I, I would like to wish everybody a very happy new year, especially everybody who's listened, as Johnny was saying, and uh, all of you Twitterati that have been sending your, your comments in to us and all our friends out there in in Australia who have um, kept us entertained throughout the last few weeks. But yeah, I would like to wish everybody a very, very happy 2018. May everything you want to happen come true. Uh, May you all stay safe and well. And uh, as I say, fingers crossed, Baron and I will be back with you uh, on air for the domestic season, but we will definitely be back with you podcast-wise. We'll have a little Ashes Clinic roundup, I think, Baron, at the end of the series, and then yeah, if if demand dictates, uh, we will we will start with maybe a bit of one day stuff as well because we've got that to go. But um, Baron, from me to you, Happy New Year, old boy. Happy New Year, my friend, and uh, catch you up the other side.